Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 164 of the Doe Podcast. It's it's finally time. It's finally come about. Uh, about 30 minutes late, but hey, we get there when we can. Tonight, the Avengers aren't protecting your IP address. I saw this and it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, Kim Swift joins Microsoft. EA reportedly is resurrecting an old IP. It could be uh, back from the, the dead areas of space, maybe. Possibly. Possibly. Uh, Nintendo is making it rain forever. Mm. Path to Victory for another game comes in July. Well done, Brant. And we're continuing our Path to Victory uh, schema there. Uh, Late June, early July, Game Pass games have been announced. I'm Richard Bergman, joined this week by Brant McKee. Brant, what are you doing here? (laughs) Uh, Just waiting for for you, Richard. Uh, Building the news, uh, waiting for Windows updates, right? waiting, Waiting for you to get through all those Windows updates. Yeah, so of course I fire up the uh, PC about 15 minutes before we start, and it says this will take a while. Prepare for your computer to update multiple times. So I had to keep everybody up to date on my Windows installation progress, that being myself, Brent McKee, and Cesar Concepcion the second. Cesar, welcome to the show. Hello, first time here. Hajime uh, Mashite. First time here. You started the call, so we appreciate you mm-hmm. not only coming on board for this this podcast for your first appearance, but for also starting the call and getting everything going before uh, while I was delayed. And me dropping off the call as soon as I started it later because uh, shenanigans. Uh, your mic was weird, but now your mic is less weird. So that was an improvement on weirdness. Mm-hmm. On the weirdness scale, where would you rate your audio setup on a 1 to 10? 1 being uh, weird as fuck and 10 being, uh, uh, what is the term? Criterion collection audio. <laughs> I'm a solid eight myself. Uh, I don't know, like a six. These get degrees, man. There you go. You yeah. made it through. We yep. hear you. We hear you. That's enough, right? That's all we need. I could do scuff recordings if you want out in the backyard with my phone. Uh, we want you to do raw audio recordings, not scuff. Not scuffed. We're gonna go all full all in. Scuff. Uh, Brant, what is your audio quality? One to ten. You Hopefully. did step up your game, so make sure you give yeah, yourself some I credit. Mean, I, you, I, you started off on the bare minimum, and then you immediately stepped it up. You're like, oh, these guys are going to need my input. They're they're <laughs> fucking struggling without me. I guess I might as well buy some decent shit and contribute. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put myself at hopefully a 7 or an 8. There we go. Solid. Right uh, right above Cesar's average. Yep. It's, it's, not, it's nowhere near the... Uh, early 2000s xbox live mic uh quality as long as it's yeah as long as it's way above that i'm okay or we could uh (laughs) uh no podcast pre-planning consisted of everyone having yetis like it was total overkill like we all need one of these and we figured out that doesn't work we need one audio input and we figured out uh and cesar figured this out on an enterprise level but one blue yeti was enough for the three slash four of us for every episode. And and now it's definitely been enough for each of us individually, remotely, as it were. Uh, we should plug our equipment at some point, but I don't think tonight's the night. We'll do that. Nah. Let's get into news. This is the week after E3. Brant, thanks again for building the news. I know for the huge. 
You're our newsmaster. I didn't mean to bring up eBay. That's not going to help. <laughs> uh, Marvel's Avengers. This comes from The Verge. Marvel's Avengers has a weird bug on PS5 that puts your IP address on display. <laughs> I actually watched a video of this. <laughs> it was fucked up. Oh, the developers tell PS5 players to refrain from streaming until a fix is ready. Marvel's Avengers got a new patch on Tuesday, but alongside a number of updates, it has added a pretty bad bug on PS5. The game will now show a string of floating text on screen while you're playing, which is annoying, right? That's uh, not what's intended. So always a uh, good sign. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and notably, that string includes your IP address, according <laughs> to Forbes. That means if you want to stream or show any gameplay on Marvel's Avengers current patch, somebody could use your IP address to learn a lot about you, such as general idea of your location. So maybe you don't stream that PS5 version. Well, they say... I uh, think as of today, it got it, it did get fixed. It is out, and they did say that's exclusive to PS5. For, so for those um, resellers slash... What is it? like? Are they up to 10 million? Did they hit 10 million yet? Or five. Was it five-ish last time I looked? Anyways, if you have a PS5, please don't stream. Avengers, actually. Live correction from Brant. They have fixed this. You may now stream Avengers on PS5. For the, the, like, four people that are still playing. (laughs) And not have your IP address following you around. You may continue to assemble now. That's pretty good. Uh, the only weird thing I've had happen like this was a watermark. It, it, that's what it sounds like, kind of. So that's an unintended bug. But I did I did play some MLB The Show 21 earlier in the year. And even though I didn't stream it, which I'm sure they were trying to prevent me from doing, it had a watermark of my uh, gamer tag all the way across the screen. Like, <laughs> on every single <laughs> screen, it said uh, it had my gamer tag on it. So that was pretty entertaining. Uh, who wants to tell us about native Xbox games for the cloud? I'll take it. Don't everybody jump at once. So this is from The Verge as well. Um, basically, they've, um, they've hired, uh, oh my gosh, I just lost my place. You put in the news. Yeah, there we go. Blame Uh, the news master. Former Google Stadia, uh, designer, uh, de- design director Kim Swift, who is best known for um, Valve's hit game Portal. Yes, uh, I know she also worked with uh, worked on. Uh, yeah, she. Oh my gosh, this article keeps jumping on me here. Sorry. Uh, she also later became the artist on Left 4 Dead uh, One and Two. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was working with um with Amazon uh but that wound up not uh not panning out there was an unreleased game I see she worked with Google Stadia Yeah after after Google Stadia kind of dissolved their first party cloud gaming stuff that's that's how she got out of Google's area um and she was also the studio design director at EA. But now she's going to be working exclusively with Microsoft, uh, they say, to build narrative Xbox games for the cloud. I would assume they'd also come to console. Um, <laughs> Just or, for xCloud streaming. But who knows? They might use it as a dri- try to use it as a driving force to 
um, boost sales for their you know Game Pass Ultimate and cloud That's streaming right. and things like that. So it's not in the notes, but they did update a bunch of that xCloud streaming stuff to uh, Series X quality games. That was yeah. originally like one S games that were powering the. Is it still called xCloud or they call it they call it Game Pass streaming now? Isn't that the full title from it? I think so. Yeah, Something like they, that. They call it Game Pass Ultimate Streaming <laughs> Compatible. <laughs> it's got a long list behind it. We just call it xCloud because we've been trying it out for two plus years, right? Yeah. All right. So this is a pretty big get for uh, Microsoft to get Miss Kim Swift. Yeah, she's she's been, you know, pretty relevant throughout the industry and, and been on some pretty big titles that have, you know, done really well um it's you know and, it's, and it, it seems like recently her niche is the streaming stuff right yeah the cloud the cloud-based gaming stuff not a not a so sh- much a local experience but she seems like she's specialized in in streaming stuff yeah it's a it's a shame that she's been you know kind of bounced around from project to project here for a minute but good that she's landed with microsoft because that's uh i would say that's pretty solid uh job security right there because they're they they seem to be booming with their games and services right game now. Game services and they are we're gonna say they're the leader in streaming stuff right now at this point, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Game right Pass now. is huge. Yep. Brand, would you say uh business is booming? Yes. Business would is you booming. say it's swiftly booming? With Kim Swift? I swung and missed. I swung and missed more than just. I took it with the Steelers and Antonio Brown, and then we somehow went to Kim Swift. So I was like, "Oh, then there's that." Uh, oh, those jokes are dead in the water. Business is booming, but what's not dead? Possibly. <laughs> Damn it, Brent. Mm-hmm. Brent beat me to it. Uh, Cesar, tell us what's not dead and maybe reviving uh, via development at Motive, according to Gamatsu. Uh, games. <laughs> just games. There we go. Games, I don't know. Games I, and experiences and services. I knew they'd I, come back. I Damn those games! You can't keep them down. I literally wear this shirt every other couple weeks. Uh, it's a Dead Space shirt. We um, like seeing your Dead Space gear. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Dead Space uh, games. Um, three was okay, uh, but apparently, I think this came from what Jeff Grubb on his uh, Games Beat. The size podcast, which he hinted at that at the EA play, uh, EA play live digital on July 22nd, that there was supposed to be a Dead Space revival announced. And this is all from Gimatsu Saramano. We have to wait a month to find out if this is what it is. Hopefully this is what it is. So agreed. Because, uh, you know, plans can change. So who knows? It's also, um, Eurogamer cooperated and they had some kind of like cryptic tweet about something about reviving a uh, a past ip or bringing back an old ip and something they mentioned the word dead so people started we don't talk about cryptic tweets because we're still <laughs> on an abandoned equal silent hill and Kojima's <laughs> running that. so we, we know that's not true so the game starts with an s and ends with an l <laughs> you got the you have a, the developer going on twitter to say that he's not kojima i mean <laughs> that that wormhole got pretty deep right yeah, yeah. it's a blue box studios or something. Yeah. I think their announcement is in two days. I think the app's supposed to be on PS5 where you see what the game's about. So, yeah. So, we'll be talking about that next week. Maybe. Uh, 
EA Motive, of course, made the October 2020 release Star Wars Squadrons, which was a great game. Highly recommend. And I did not realize the last Dead Space that Cesar mentioned, Dead Space 3, came out in February 2013. It's been almost 10 years. That's wild. And they do say that this would be less of a, like, um, like a remake or a sequel. This is just going to be... Um, like a revival, it's going to be kind of its own new new game or new take, if that it's is fine. what we're getting. So because one through three are available on Game Pass, so you have those there. Yep. They're on Steam. Those games are readily available if you need them. So and a new take on. But they are they're backwards space, compatible. Too. I was going to say they're backwards compat. That too. And so I mean, I don't know what you do differently with this one because the first one you were on the ship, the Ishima, Ishimura. Ishimura. And then you were you're confined to that ship fighting aliens, and then they took you off that ship and kind of went to the origins in the second game. And then the third game is when they were like, all right, we've got to have online components for everything now. And here's a buddy, and that's where it got weird. And then you were on some kind of ice planet. That the co-op's the no least good. Enjoyable. I heard the co-op was okay, right? Story-wise, it was the worst one. Uh, yeah. If you just want to go in there and screw around, I mean, you could have literally just made that, I guess, like a Left 4 Dead game and just take the story out. It just... It's that argument where people would make where you make one component good and the other component suffers because of it. So like the whole uh, battlefield syndrome. So right. they came up with a story, but the co-op com- component was fun, even though it was hidden behind an online pass that you got to buy. Um, oh, that was those days. Remember, yeah. they were trying to cut down on <laughs> GameStop's uh, resale policies where you had to have the online pass for like Need for Speed and Dead Space and everything. Uncharted, I think, did that, too. Yeah. But the first one I remember was really, really good. Second one was excellent. Uh, third one I, I never really got into. So uh, I would like to see some type of a remaster, kind of like they did with Mass Effect. But who knows? Maybe that's coming. We find out in twenty nine days, thirty days. Uh, hopefully, I'll forget and just be surprised by. So I'll be like, "Oh shit, Brant put something in the news. Let's talk about Dead Space again." I thought I'm we all, just. I'm did always ha- I'm always happy to talk about Dead Space. I mean. There, there's that scene when you had to extract the DNA from the, your eye and you have to put a needle inside your pupil and distract Ugh, it out. And I, to was... this day, I still remember that scene. That's like one of the most memorable things in video games I remember. I can, I forget most scenes, but me having to take the needle and put it into my pupil to Ooh. retrieve the cold and sat there and just as it drills into his eye for at least a good couple minutes and just make sure that drill goes in there without killing you is one of the most memorable things I, I remember mm-hmm. in gaming. So I remember in detail to this here. day. Yeah. So I have played exactly five minutes or so of a Dead Space, and I've downloaded, I've downloaded the first one off of Game Pass Ultimate. So maybe I'll have something to talk about that next week. Thinking about diving into that one. It's on my. I knocked out Mass Effect. That was huge on my list of shame, and the first Dead Space is also on my list of shame. Oh, so hopefully we talk about Dead Space. Hey, we've been talking about Dead Space. That's a good thing, right? Sure. Uh, let's talk about the dead space that Nintendo's giving Forever Entertainment. Uh, <laughs> probably didn't mean that. Uh, Nintendo to give Forever Entertainment significant financial support and new publishing deal. This comes from Nintendo Life. Several Switch games are incoming, they say. Uh, Forever Entertainment SA has announced a new publishing deal with Nintendo, which will see the studio receive financial backing to launch several, quote, Games on Switch. Details of the agreement have been shared in a new report filed today, June 22nd, which is as of yesterday. 
It notes that Forever Entertainment will be granted significant financial support from Nintendo to release several titles on Nintendo Switch. Release dates for these games will be communicated in a separate ongoing report. Uh, they, of course, made Panzer Dragoon Remake. Uh, they've also recently teamed up with Square Enix to remake several, quote, games from the same as yet unannounced series. Um, that Panzer Dragoon remake was really, really good. I tried it on Stadia. I played it on Switch. They know what they're doing. This could be the next blue point, right? Do we think they have that type of capability as far as going forward and reviving old IP? I mean, they took Saturn code and made it super playable. And and it was true to the, you know, it was, I referenced blue point in saying that it was true to the source material and still updated enough to be close enough to that uh, game to be the, the right thing. We've played plenty of things like that, the, uh, Final Fantasy thing that they just announced, the mobile builds. They're a little different from what we're used to seeing. The pixels are a little off, but this seems to be a true-to-source style studio, right? They have the chops mm-hmm. to do that. So what do you guys think about Nintendo getting in bed with Forever Entertainment? More games is never a bad thing. I mean, they're already polishing a bunch of games, so yeah, yeah. obviously they see this as a win-win. What's next from them? What do you think Nintendo throws to them? I don't know. They are. I know they're working on um, Panzer Dragoon 2 remake. They are so, working on the Zwei. So who? I don't know. I don't. I, I would imagine it's that's taking up a decent chunk of development. So I don't know what else. I mean, they're like you said, they're working on Square Enix titles, or maybe they've yeah. got you know a handful of them already to go. So, I saw an IP renewal for Baton Kaitos recently. Are they? You think they'll? <laughs> Cesar shakes his head. Go ahead, Cesar, <laughs> tell me. No, because we had the we had a trademark renewal for Xeno Saga, and this is in Baton Kaitos is owned by Bandai. So, and they didn't do anything with Xeno Saga, so they're just renewing it. That's all. Just to keep it. Uh, it is a Monoloth game. They would have to work out a deal with Monoloth. I think that's why Xenosaga fell apart because whatever deal they try to work out, then it fell through. So, how does that happen? From a legacy standpoint, you know, we're all we are all preservationists at heart. Like, how does that happen? And and things fall through the cracks, and we don't get these re-releases like that. It just hurts, right? Like, we, we still have copies to play, but man, it would be great for a new generation to have these on whatever. It doesn't even matter. Xbox, Steam, PS4, PS5, Switch. Like I said, put on everything, gives everybody a chance to play it. So I'm yeah. I'm, enjoy, I'm enjoying a lot of these 2D fighters that are coming out recently, like um, the new uh, Melty Blood, and that's also coming out on Xbox. It's probably going to be, the online community is probably going to be dead, but it's given an option for people. So, I mean, hopefully they'll get some cross-play in there. Just that it's there, right? Much. Yeah. Yeah. So. A lot of people right. in the, a lot of people in the threads online were like, "Why is it going on Xbox? That community's gonna be dead." I was like, "Hey, man, some people want to play it on there. I'm glad they got it. I'd rather they get it than not get it." So, look forward to more announcements for Nintendo Life. This article specifically says that they didn't nail the landing, but there's been a bunch of updates on that Panzer Dragoon remake since then. And I, I think they yeah, on Switch it. it was a little rough at first, but yeah. there was there was a significant update that smoothed it out. Right, so I have faith in the studio. It's not like, oh, they fucked that one up. Don't trust them with anything else. They they know what they're doing. I mean, they got the deal for the reason, so a lot of people feel that one. It's true. Nintendo I know uh, specifically. 
I know Square Enix is probably since they're they're big on their uh, saga and their mana remakes. They're probably looking at their other stuff to remake. So I would be too. I would I would argue they have one of the deepest uh, back catalogs that could be refreshed with with a sort of revival that the studio could provide. Nintendo too, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll get Mother Three. Okay, moving on. Cesar, uh, A Plague Tale Innocence was one of your games of the year, either last year or the year before. It is now coming to PS5, Xbox Series, and Switch on July 6th from Gamatsu. Any other details on that? Outside of the Switch version is cloud only, which we're going to see a lot of that in the future. So Yeah. I I like that that's available, but I also kind of hate that, so... It's kind of a toss-up, but if the game's available, it doesn't matter what the format... I know there are people who do not have great internet like we all do, so I'm kind of thinking of them like they're missing out on this experience. Yeah. The enhancements will, of course, be 60 frames a second, 4K resolution, 3D audio support, things like that. Oh, that's a lot of extra features. How much am I paying for that upgrade? Uh, the, th- <laughs> the thing is, it's it's the great path to victory that's free. That's the ultimate path to victory, is it not? Not not like that uh, Tony Hawk path to victory, extra 10 bucks. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Tony Hawk fucked up with that one. That one's so convoluted. Mm-hmm. I popped that into my PS5. This, I was trying to like update some of those games that have that uh, free upgrade, and I was like, yeah. Tony Hawk had an upgrade, right? And I couldn't remember if it was free or not, and I popped it in. It's an upgrade for $10. I'm like, fuck that. Did it take you to the store? How did that look? Because I've only ta- ever done the free upgrade. It takes you to the store, and then because okay. you have to do a special price to do the upgrade. I think I paid the ten dollars and just tried it out. Yeah, when I you pop- only one on PlayStation. I think so far that does the charge for the upgrade. Is yeah. it kind of like buying Battlefield Four for the PS3 and popping it in the PS4 and paying that thing through that way? Okay, yeah, makes sense. All right, Playtale Innocence. That is July. Sixth, which works works for me because I got I I just went and bought a went game shopping and Plague Tale Innocence was one of the games and literally the next day I came home and saw that news that it was getting an update I said well I guess I know what I'm playing next next timing right yeah Uh, it's also gonna add 3D audio which I've recently been dabbling with on a outside gaming level and i'm a big fan of so that's a huge update too big fan of the 3d audio so plague tale innocence coming july 6 to ps5 series x or series consoles and switch cloud our last bit of news is a bunch of game pass games who wants to take that one sure uh, based off this picture Cesar will take that one uh this from uh Gimatsu for Sour Mono. Looks like we have uh, Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts Cloud. Uh, was laughing... a, a lot of people love that game. I've never played it. I was laughing earlier because on Twitter they uh, started an argument because they said this was the second best Banjo-Kazooie game. And that somehow <laughs> derailed the whole game. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I just kept following it for all the fire. Yeah. There's only three. What was the best one? Oh, there's a GBA one too. Uh, I guess the first one is what the reference. See, it, it starts with they, they just put the second one. Now they're just vague, so they can just start pissing people off immediately. Of course. 
Uh, Mortal Realms, which is coming to cloud and console plus PC. Limbo, which is coming to cloud console plus PC. Uh, brand's favorite game, which is Ugh. available today. Warm's Rumble from cloud console and PC. A uh, really fun game called Gang Beast comes to cloud console plus PC. Uh, Gang but, Beast seems interesting. It's almost like that studio has another game coming out pretty soon. Has other animals on there. Uh, Animal Beast. <laughs> you're a big fan of uh, Gang Animals. <laughs> Paper Mario, then you'll love uh, Bug Fables. This is coming to cloud console plus. PC. I'm excited about this one. This one looks really, really good. Uh, console and PC is uh, Richard's favorite game from last year, Hot Pursuit, the remastered edition. It was up there. And it didn't make my games of the year. It was a, it was a, it was an honorable mention, but it should have been in the top five. That's a good uh, game. Uh, Iron Harvest 1920 is on PC, uh, and then you have Proteus game preview, uh, game preview on PC. And I think uh, Worms was today, Iron Harvest, and Need for Speed is tomorrow, Proteus. And then July 1st, you have the second best Banjo-Kazooie, uh, <laughs> Bug Fables, Game Beast, <laughs> Mortal Realms, and Limbo. Mortal Realms. <laughs> I heard that is Mortal Realms. I like that one. Oh, so it's the Golem game. Uh, Book Fables is supposedly a very good Paper Mario style game. The art style and everything is is they on point with Paper Mario. Also on there, starting today, they said Dirt Five, Double Kick Heroes, East Shade, Empire of Sin, Haven, Octo- uh, October, Octopath Traveler, Torchlight Three, and Yakuza Like a Dragon will get uh, cloud enabled touch controls. Nice. nice. I play the Yakuza game with touch controls. Carefully. I don't know. There, there's a Back back in the the day when when I went you know when everybody was in the the place I worked at in the gym there was always some gentleman who had the the world's biggest iPad and <laughs> and would walk on three point five uh, miles per hour I love and the just story. <laughs> and would have it placed on his treadmill and just sit there and play like Age of Empires or um, whatever the equipment was okay. as he was walking so I would imagine this is I imagine this dude would be that guy who would fire this up and just play touch control Yakuza and have like every one of his 10 fingers on that screen at the same time to do shit. So, yeah. How's he doing the treadmill? He's like hoofing it and still doing the, <laughs> he's just doing the casual walk. He's like, you know, it was like three miles per hour. It's not even super fast. He was more concerned about playing the games on the iPad than he was walking. Hey, so, again, we laugh. We make yeah. fun of these type things. Again, it's an accessibility option for many, mm-hmm. many people outside of us. And it fits that type of lifestyle that Cesar was mentioning or many others like, hey, this guy's going to pretend to walk or he's going to actually walk or he's going to run or whatever it is. And these touch controls work way better than holding a controller or running, that sort of thing. Hey, he's he's getting his exercise. He's doing what he needs to do. He's just yeah. playing games at the same time. That might be for all I know, that might be he has a family for all I know, that might be the only time he has to play games is in that. Could one be. hour of solitude, and that's when he gets enjoy stuff. So, I know I know my posture and exercise level when I'm playing games. So it has <laughs> he's yeah he could be crawling and it's doing more than I am. So wins on that one. All right, is um, that all of our news? Thirty minutes in. There's also uh, leaving June thirtieth. Leaving Game Pass always yes. important. Go ahead, Brian. Uh, Battle Chasers Night War, uh, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite, The Messenger. Uh, Missed Over, uh, Monster Hunter World, Out of the Park Baseball 21, and Outer Wilds, and Soul Calibur 6. Those are actually some pretty big games. Usually yeah. when we read the leaving game pass list, it's like, eh. Yeah, there's okay. like one or two that's that like, eh, yeah. you know. But yeah, that's those some are... pretty heavy hitters, hitters there between mm-hmm. Outer Wilds and Soul Calibur. 
The Messenger is Messenger a great too. game if anybody hasn't played that yet. They've got a game coming up. What is that game coming out that they is in the Messenger verse? They said it's an RPG, right? We were all excited about it. Oh, now I done messed up by bringing something up. Yeah. All right, who's uh, who's the Messenger Studio? Live update here. We're That's all excited about this game. They're publishing it, but who developed that and what is their follow-up? Um, game? Sabotage Studio, and they're also going to come out with. It was a good-ass looking game. Who is it? Oh, um, that's not Sea of Stars. Is it? Yeah, it is Sea of Stars. The Secret of Mana style, like Chrono Trigger-esque looking game. Yeah, that's them. I think I kickstarted that one. I don't kickstart a lot of games after Shinmu Three and. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, you talk about, you talk about Messenger people, right? Yeah, Sea of Stars, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Because it had a, it had yeah. a, Mitsuda was a Mitsuda. Mitsuda did the music for this one yep. too. He did, or the main theme he did for this game too. So. Yep. Which is enough for me. I kickstarted that one. I don't kickstart a whole lot of stuff after I was saying Shinmu hey. Three and <laughs> Curse. Wait, what was that? Brant's um, uh, Game of the Generation Bloodstain, which is Bloodstain, the sequel there apparently. We go. My yeah. favorite one. My favorite one is uh, I had in a, a uh, visual novel I kickstarted on uh, Vita, I think in 2016, and they took so they took so long to translate it that they had to they sent me a message saying they had to cancel my version because they, there was no more Vita games being made, <laughs> and, and and instead they're sending me the PC version uh, with the adults only patch, and I'm like that's just not what I want. And wait, what? Yeah, now it's in the Rage. So I'm getting the Rage version instead of the, the visual novel version that I wanted. So now I get the unnecessary sex scenes that I didn't Wait, know. Did you get upgraded? Was that not possible in the Vita with the I, front and back, back touch controls? I you it's a it's called an eighteen plus patch for whatever reason is built into the game. I'm like, I didn't want this. So I was like Hot coffee. You got the guaranteed hot coffee version. No, it's not good. Uh I was like I Nah, we'll just leave it at that. It's a it's a B Shoujo one, so it's not one you want adults only. So, all right, that's all the news. <laughs> We've covered the Kickstarters. We're both proud and ashamed of. <laughs> Look, I, I I bought a visual novel. They're sending me an Arake, so that's not what I agreed to when I signed up for Kickstarter. So your your market may vary. Just be careful what you Kickstart people. But then again, <laughs> but then again, I, I did Kickstart Psychonauts too, and I'm getting that for my PS4. So. There you go. Yeah. That's all that matters. Or what they call it. I think it's like Indie Gala. Or I forgot what they used. Or Fig. I think it was Fig when I when I did theirs. Man, that Man. seems like so long ago, right? Mm-hmm. I've also downloaded that one. That's kind of on my list of shame. I want to try that for Psychonauts. It's on Game Pass, I know. All right, ready to get a games played? Yes. Of course, I played some Halo. Uh, the new season came out today, so that is a 32 gig patch. If anybody's down for a Halo Master Chief Collection, so Brant, you were live updating that last week. That uh, install is now null and void. Make sure you add 32 gigabytes to that <laughs> install that you just did for season seven. Welcome to Next Gen Gaming. We go by seasons. Uh, you may have bought a disc. The disc is null and void. You now have 18 iterations past that disc. So I haven't tried any of that. It's um, uh, they, they recently announced a bunch of the multiplayer additions to Infinite and how that's going to play out. And the fact that you could buy Battle Passes 
They never expire. You play through the seasons as you wish. And I'm used to that. So I'm kind of curious because it's how Master Chief Collection is. So, Brant, if you decide to get into multiplayer with us, you start unlocking stuff. You can go back to season one if you want to and throw your points at season one and start unlocking that stuff. Uh, we jumped in, I think, on the fourth or fifth season. So we were able to prioritize, okay, we only play Halo 1. I don't really care about this Halo Reach stuff. I don't, I'm don't. i not worried about this armor. I don't care about this helmet, the gun skin, whatever. So we kind of prioritize, all right, let's throw all our points in something we're actually going to see and use. And even at that, it's just cosmetic stuff. It's just when I get killed with the sniper rifle that I was not able to kill anybody with, someone else sees that skin and picks up <laughs> that, that sniper rifle. And there was the Jurassic Park Warhog skin that they had to back out of because it was some sort of copyright <laughs> issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, they called it, I think it was called Clever Girl. Oh. <laughs> they ended up having to rename it and call it something else because it looked just like that Jurassic Park Jeep. It was a, it was a really cool fit. Uh, so the new season of Season 7 is called Elite. It's a 32 gig update. Uh, we played some last weekend, and uh, there's still some weird issues with... Uh, there's one player, there's four of us that play every Saturday, and somebody will get dropped, right, as you're going into the game. And for some reason, Master Chief Collection will call, will count that as quitting. So that player gets a ban. So we'll play this whole round, the three of us, and, and you know, missing that person. So it'll usually be four on three. And then when we're done with that round, we try to invite the person that, that didn't make it into that game, and we'll be stuck with a ban for that player which 343 needs to address these because it's pretty regular. This is almost, if not a weekly occurrence, a bi-weekly occurrence for sure. Someone is going to get booted as we go into the game. So everybody's in the party. We all launch. And then as we're waiting to see the map and mode that we get, we'll see three people and somebody will say, oh, I'm not, I'm, I didn't make it. I didn't make it. I'm not in there. I'm in the main menu. And that person who gets dropped will get a fucking ban. Like, they quit the game. Like, the same penalty that... And it's just off. And it has ruined so many nights of just... All right, we're not going to get in. It won't be the four of us. But we've committed this time, you know. As listeners of this podcast will know, that's every Saturday night for me and several people. So, what we ended up doing... uh, When these situations come about or we're tired of playing multiplayer or whatever... We switched to uh, campaign, and we're we're currently working our way through Reach. And I've never played the Reach campaign, except for this one playthrough. And uh, it's 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 wild. Uh, this playthrough has taken probably six months. It's kind of just something we work in. We're not steadily working our way through this campaign. It's just hey, who wants to play this? And um, I would say we're halfway ish through, maybe maybe closer to the end. We actually had a space mission, so all four of us were in space, and we were flying. Um, what are those ships called? They're like the—they're not the major ships in the in the UNSC. They're they're called Stingrays or something like uh, Sabers. So they're kind of a short range, like a Tie Fighter, I guess, of the Star Wars equivalent. And it was just a space mission. It was like a, a sp- there was an Eve game for PSVR. Or the Call of Duty demo, if you played that for PlayStation VR, it plays a lot like that. So I was like, hey, we're playing a Halo campaign. I'm flying the ship around like Star Fox. And that was that was a good break in the action outside of what we were normally doing. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. I uh, played more Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart. Uh, you guys are right. I'm sure Brant's going to talk more about this. But that is 
that is one of the best games for PS5 so far. If I, I would almost go as far as to say that is the best game for PS5 outside of Astro's Playroom. But that comes with your PlayStation 5, so just enjoy. But I, I'm finally to the point where you play as Rift full-time. It's I'm on the island with the Morts, and she mentioned that you were going to go meet Mort, and <laughs> I guess everyone is a Mort. Everybody's named Mort. Yeah. Every yeah. character you meet is like, hey, Mort, hey, Mort, hey, Mort. <laughs> and, and I told all Mort named to do Mort. this, Mort, 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 and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, <laughs> uh, so that game continues to be really, really good. Um I'm taking my time with it. It's just, it's it's the one when I have free time, I, I fire that up. It's really good. That's a good-ass video game. And it's just, I heard this on another podcast, but they refer to it as comfort food. This is, this is a video game-ass video game. You're playing this game for enjoyment, relaxation, fun. There's not a lot of stress to it. I'm never worried about, like... There was a there's a wall running thing that they introduced me to and I failed it like three or four times. I'm like, how the fuck do I make this jump? And it's just a matter of timing those mechanics. But they even when you fail, this game never makes it punishing enough to to fail, which I always like. Like if you're if you're going to mess up on the mechanics or something in the story or or some way that this game plays, it never punishes you for doing that. And Cesar, I have no clue, no judgment. Again, we all play games at our own pace, whatever. Mm-hmm. I have no clue how you played this on 30 frames per second mode because I tried to back it down to that and have the high resolution, and it's n- it's not there for me. It's just me. It's not there for me. I'm playing this on the 60 frames per second uh, ray tracing mode, and this is literally one of the best-looking games I've ever played. And it's just it's freaking gorgeous. It's dripping with character. There's never screen tearing. I remember playing that first Ratchet and Clank demo for PS3, and you would just have this like up and down screen tearing where it never quite caught up. Uh, I know later iterations did. Same thing with Uncharted when that Uncharted demo came out. I'm panning the camera. I thought my TV was broken because I would see this reset as the as the screen panned up and down and tore. But um, I've been in sequences where there's um, they're gator looking things. Y'all know what the name of those enemies are? Kind of the enemies that come after you. They call them Renegoon, I think. Is that the actual name of they're, them? They're, they're goons. They yeah, just have goons. different yeah. types of goons. Yeah. Renegoon. So these things will be flying at me. And I've had a couple sequences where these enemies are just everywhere. <laughs> no, I'm running and I'm I'm dodging in between ammo and I'm running out of ammo and certain guns and I'm bringing up certain things and I'm really good with the, is they call the splatter shot? It's like the grenade thing that you get. Mm-hmm. I've leveled that up fast because I'm a beast with it. It's almost like you get a certain slowdown when you pull it up, and I can I can put that thing on a dime, and I just toss that thing, and it blows up whatever I come after. And it just, uh, it that game's dripping with uh, atmosphere and character, and it, it's a Pixar movie, and... The SSD is in full force when you're jumping between the rifts because I finally had a battle where I had to use the rifts. You know, it, all hell's breaking loose near me, and I, I pan to the left, and I see that, and I can hit L1 and just fly over there, and all of a sudden, the battlefield has this whole new shift, and I have a whole new way to play it. If I was scrambling with this one weapon, all of a sudden, I have a new weapon available in my arsenal, and I could try that out, and I'm behind people, or all of a sudden, I have cover, and it just... I could see this having almost infinite replay value. And and if you wanted to go through that story mode again in trying out these different scenarios with weapons and things like that, 
I know Cesar, you mentioned having New Game Plus, and I can usually when I hear New Game Plus in a in a game, I'm like, you beat the game. Why are you going back through and trying this out? But depending on like what weapons and stuff they give you, I could see this game really benefiting from that. There's a but, there's, uh, there's an Omega version of every weapon, so it's like a beefier version of the uh, same weapons you have on there. So the the challenge it's like a challenge mode when you go through the new game plus. So uh, you'll you'll notice the goons are having uh, they have armor, so uh, they take more shots they can take down. The Renegoons. Mm-hmm. So is there any Cesar? You you made that Mass Effect playthrough for me when you told me dump all your points in charm. That will that will help you out in so many decisions, and it was almost like cheating the game in that all of a sudden I had these dialogue op- options open that I never would have had it normally playing and fleshing out the characters as I thought the right way was to play. Is there any is there any tips for this game that are like a catalyst as far as you've seen or Brant that you've seen as far as as going forward in this game that would seem to make it uh, that type of of playthrough? Is just Mass Effect broken in that way? <laughs> Um, I think the only thing I mentioned was last week where I did solve based off weapon preference. So the first thing I leveled up was the Glove of Doom and because I can call the minions and it does make your battles when the, there's a lot going on screen oh. a lot easier because then you can just summon a bunch of these little dogs that'll run around and just I attack. I don't have minions. that yet, I guess. Uh, you probably get that maybe in the next couple points yeah. after that. So. Okay. It's later. Yeah, definitely later in the game. Weapon. I, I just got this point where I'm playing as Rift almost uh, Rivet. playing as Rift playing as Rivet almost exclusively and there's like this giant dinosaur thing above me and I just everywhere I pan around I see this dinosaur just hovering above me and it's one of those like the level the character is part of the level and you just see this scale and it has done this so well almost like I won't say Shadow of the Colossus because that is a game all about scale and and <laughs> your character interacting with the scale but when you when you pan the camera and look about in this game it has that same sort of of shock and awe factor um i also had my first clank level which was like a puzzle almost like a psp style puzzle game <laughs> and i had this dope uh so sorry he reminded me of the lizard from uh Star Fox adventures that sells you stuff <laughs> he's like this ghost chill lizard guy that's just gary 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 that's right even has like a, a he's like, like a, a chill a, name it's like a big he's like a big lebowski type character he is yeah <laughs> he's just hovering there and and the first couple puzzles are really straightforward it's just like pick this up drop this there see that forward um, and within that same level i was just like it, it just went crazy i was like okay i gotta drop this i gotta pick up that i gotta move here those uh I, I see more of those in my future and I'm really excited about that. And I'm hoping there's a spin-off with those style things because it's almost like okay, so you go into these segments where Clank is trying to he's trying to correct a timeline, right? Isn't that what almost the the premise is or he's trying it's, to correct there's like an anomaly that pops an up. An anomaly he's that. trying yeah. to correct. It's a, it's a multiverse game, so he's trying yeah. to correct a dimension. Yeah. That's the right term. So as you start this, if you start this mini level type challenge thing, it's wrong. So you see all these infinite clanks just running and diving the wrong direction, almost like lemmings. That's what I was thinking of when I was playing it. I was like, okay, all the lemmings are going the wrong way. I've got to get the lemmings from where they drop into the house. And there's a certain amount that you have to get, it seems like, for each one. So as you do these puzzles, you either you either open or close these lifts or like a speed boost or a jump or something like that. And you open and close these different doors and these lifts to try to get the clank anomalies across as, as you're playing as clank. 
and it just <laughs> it was so much fun, man. Usually those things aren't my cup of tea. Like I don't like uh, unlocking things or. Did you um, uh, did you ever play Ratchet and Clank Future? I did not. That's I played a, the demo that, of that one. I didn't play the actual game. That those type of things were in that game. That's an expansion of that. I got you. But it's a uh, it's just an it's an awesome side mode to the main gameplay. I I always appreciate when games do something different outside of the normal gameplay. You don't want to be too far off track. Like, you know, it's not quite a tower defense or you're not leveling up characters to use in a different mode or anything like that. But it's like these extra puzzles on the side. And apparently within the accessibility options, you can you can skip those totally like you don't have to do them at all. But they're they're completely enjoyable in my opinion. But those are my games played. I played some Halo Master Chief Collection. Uh, friends got booted when they did. We played some Halo Reach campaign, which is gorgeous on the Series X. And I played a little bit more of Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart for PS5. What do you guys got? Uh, mine is real simple. So I'm in this. I guess we're in this week where. Scarlet Nexus is coming out on Friday, so I haven't really been playing anything like super important. So I think uh, for me, most of it, it means just fucking around. So I think uh, I actually played like two hours of Final Fantasy VIII <laughs> randomly because <laughs> I, I, I'm in that mode where I just fire up the one of my consoles and I'm just like. Ugh. I don't know, man. I don't want to get into something, and then this game I want to play comes out Friday, and then I got to stop, and I got into that bullshit mode or whatever. So I don't know what got in my head where I was like, all right, Final Fantasy VIII, here we go. Uh, <laughs> Out of everything to pick up. Yeah, I was like, Why I Final play. Fantasy VIII? It, it, it called me. I think I put like I put like an hour into it because I, I got to the point where, I mean, you start as a uh, Leon, right? Mm-hmm. Leon? No, Squall. Yeah. I'm getting Laying my heart. I'm getting Laying my, um, my Squall and Leon's mixed up. So there we go. Now, Ashley's Saint there. Kingdom Hearts, sir. Yeah. Ashley's there. Fuck, fuck that. Frozen's <laughs> Um, So I, I'm going through, and I, we all played this before. Uh, it's This remaster is just like a, it's a graphically an upgrade of a eight. So. Because I go through, I get I get Squall. He's he's in the medical bay. He's gotten to this battle with a uh, Seifer. Um, it's got a scar across his forehead. Uh, and then Cusis comes through. I know what we're talking about. Yeah, it didn't take long. Uh, Cusis comes through and picks him up and kind of gives him the basic tutorials of the game on how it's played. Uh, uh, I mean, it takes you to the classroom. You get to the computer, and then you get... This game's weird. It doesn't... This is the weirdest fucking Final Fantasy since Final Fantasy 2. The computer has helped me on every playthrough I've started because I always try to skip past that and I was like, I don't need these tutorials, but it's so deep on those tutorials. You gotta have them. So, 2 is the weirdest Final Fantasy. I'm derailing a little bit because that one is the one where you don't level up in that game. I never beat 2 because I I can, it was a pain because it's like you get into battles and if you attack a lot, then your attack goes up. If you get hit and defend a lot, then your defense goes up. If you use cure a lot, then your cure goes up. There's no levels to level up, depending on what you use in that game levels up, depending on how often you use it, because it figures you need it. Uh, this one is not that bad, but this one is similar to its own right, where you uh, started the game with summons, which they call guardian GFs, 
Um, yep. Guardian Forces. And then uh, you get, uh, I don't know if it's Guardian Forces or not. Um, I think so. You get, uh, I think, Shiva and Quizzicato as your first two. Uh, and then from there, uh, Cusis breaks down this whole menu system about how uh, you have to attach a GF to you, uh, and they give you the draw item and magic or some other abilities, and you have to draw magic. And then you draw, depending on how many magics you have, you can tie to certain attributes in your game, depending on the level of your GF. So you can, you can break that, right? Have you ever played through and broken that draw system with the GFs? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, if you unlock something and you spam something that gives you up there, you can literally... Make your attack up to nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine and just slaughter in the game. Um, but the similar Final Fantasy two was similar that way too because if you sat there and you just kind of spam your attack, you'll just jump your attack up in that game and then you can just slaughter in that game too. You just have to be patient with it. Um, it's not necessary in these remaster because in this remaster you have the ability to turn off battles, you have the ability to speed everything mm. up three times, and you have the ability to auto heal and have uh, limit breaks already unlocked every time you do an attack. So if you wanted to just go through it through the story, we don't have to do the bullshit of like that. You could literally just turn it on and just never die. Um, choice is yours. Is that a decent way to play? Would that be fine to get the story? Um, Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think you're missing anything gameplay-wise. I mean, there's nothing to me that it brings special to the table gameplay-wise uh, that I would like, oh, I feel like it's breaking gameplay-wise. I mean... Even when you summon a GF, you have to literally wait for the screen to load, and they have an HP marker, and then they can die before they load up. So, I mean, there's a lot of... Uh, I wonder if that's worth playing that way. Because uh, I, I went ahead and just did the like auto-heal, and then the triple yeah. X speed, 3X speed, and I've gotten maybe two hours into the game, and I've enjoyed it so far. So Is that I that just, first mission onto the where you're trying to take out that city, whatever it is? No, I haven't gotten that far yet. I'm at the okay. part where he needs to take the C candidate exam, and he has to qualify for it. So Cusis takes him to the cave, and you have to the get fire cavern. Yeah. yeah. So I'm at that part, and I just went around the, to Balam Garden, and I'm messing. I'm fucking around with the Queen of Cards, so I'm like trying to get her to do the <laughs> the all settings, so I can just go in there and just kind of mess with the cards. So I think I I'm love at that, that music. I can listen to that Balam Garden music 24 mm-hmm. seven. I love it. I'm only like I'm only like two hours into the game, so I mean, I, like I, I like I I told uh, Brand earlier, I'm uh, I'm in between games right now until uh, uh, Scarlet Nexus comes out Friday, so I haven't really got oh. anything deep in there. So outside of that, and um, Mario I, Golf, I did uh, Fire Up Ninja Gaiden Master Collection. Oh, which uh, I don't have still. You bragged about yeah. having yours last week. I still don't have it. Fuck FedEx. I'll never have anything. Um. Outside of that, I play. I fired up the first game. I'm in chapter five. Uh, I've never, out of all the iterations of this game's coming out on the original Xbox, um, on the PS3 and the Sigma series, and this one being a remaster of the Sigma series, I've never gotten past the, the guy with the nunchucks. Uh, <laughs> I, I I laugh, but I've beaten him and I've beaten level two, and then I started the blimp. I think is level three, and I've never gotten past anywhere past the blimp. So this is the first time I've actually sat and gave it a chance. I'm on chapter five. I've gotten past the blimp. I beat okay. the nunchuck guy. I went into the village when the village was attacked where they're taking the, not the dragon sword, but the dark sword or whatever the fuck that thing's called from one of the fiends. That The guy's like just a fire inside of a samurai suit. Um, okay. 
And then I got on the blimp and I beat that, even with that crazy guy who just constantly spams electricity at me. And I'm like, fuck this guy as he just throws me. To the, like, not only does he hit me with electricity, he throws me across the blimp. So I have to run to him and then he attacks me again. The, the, the whole point in that game is you have to be patient. They expect you to use block a lot and then look for openings and get in. And it's just, right. it's fucking hell, man. It's not like a, you just can't go in there and hack and slash. Uh, I think on the blimp, it was to the part where I, uh, I died so many times that uh, Yame came out to me and, and described how disappointed she was in me and forced me to take an even easier option other than normal, which is the one I was playing on. And Ninja I was like, dog. Okay, basically. Where she's like, and then she comes out and berates me. Like, you're such a disappointment. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. I'm like, not a hold on that. I wasn't like, expecting this. I'm playing this yeah. for fun. I was like, damn, making me feel bad that I have to take the easier option. Then it gives me like a pink hairband where it's like, all right, you wear this all the time that you know that you're playing the the, the easiest oh, option. That sucks. So and I'm like, that's not what? okay. I'm like, whatever. I, I'll Your go headband of shame. Yeah. That supposedly gives me more souls so I can buy more stuff, but I know what it is. I know what it does. Is this the first Souls game? Uh, no. Um, this this game's cheap. On it, Souls gives you a chance. This game is just sometimes it's just not fair. Are there headbands in Souls games? I don't know. I've literally played to the character creation part of every Souls game, and then I get to like the first five minutes and I die, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, and then I stop playing. <laughs> so I don't know. I can I can't accurately describe what a Souls game is or what it does. Uh, so, friend of the show, CJ, has volunteered to loan me Demon Souls, so I may be trying that out and see see how uh, ten minutes I get into that. <laughs> sure, you know. Um, Why not? I, I got past the blimp. I'm in the town, the the town of Vigio. Uh, this where they're look. He's looking for the sword, um, and I run into Rachel, the fiend hunter, and now I'm playing as her, and I'm she's looking for her twin sister. And she has this giant axe and plays completely different than uh, Ryu. She has um, giant what? A giant axe. Um, she, the way she runs is ridiculous. Like, everything jiggles and bounces. And I'm sitting there like, nobody her runs axe? like this. No, just her whole body. I'm like, it's, it is ridiculous. I'm sitting there like, I, I was like, who moves like this? But whatever. That's neither here or there. Um, it's just really weird. Let's put it that way. It's physics uh, there. And that's not even possible. It's Itagaki weird. Song. It's fucking weird. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I'm running around like none of this makes sense. Um, but she's pretty good, man. She's pretty strong. Her axe uh, cuts through uh, the fiends very easily. She's a lot. She's a lot more powerful character. Um, she doesn't have the speed as uh, Ryu, but she has a lot more power. So she's more of a little spammy one. So I think I just play her for that chapter, and then I go back to Ryu. Um, that's about as far as I got. Um, probably like an hour into it. Uh, outside of that, I got uh, Richard's Game of Shame. I put in two hours in the Psychonauts. Um, nice. Trying to play that before the second one comes out. Uh, How are you August. playing that? Game Pass? I'm playing it on um, my PS5 as a PS4 game, as an emulated PS2 game. Okay. Uh, Inception style. As one uh, of those. I don't know how it looks on the Xbox One. I got to download it on there because I have a physical copy, but I know... I'm trying to one. remember what the difference in the builds is on those. I, I don't remember what the discrepancy is. But Budcats Works was the one who did the porting of the, oh, of the PS2 one. There we go. Brant is, uh, for the audio listeners, Brant is holding up a physical PS4 copy of Psychonauts. How is it, Cesar? What do you think? Is it, is it worth me trying out? 
Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's got that little bit that's like a collectathon where you're collecting these little uh, different cards. But when you get these cores and you, you have add, to, or it's just it's a maybe thing. Recommended because if yeah. you collect the cards and build the cores, it gives you uh, a psychic abilities that you need to complete levels later on. But it's nothing that is out of the. Everything they have to collect so far has been pretty fun because it's not too crazy. And then some of them require you to do like trapeze or double jump, uh, some little puzzleistic um, stuff that you can get from a normal platformer. So when the game opens up, you start as Raz, who uh, infiltrates this uh, camp for these special kids who have these abilities, which they are trying to groom them into psychonauts. Um, he, he comes there illegally without his parents' consent because uh, he wants to become a psychonaut. So they find him out, and they figured that they found out that he has like the strong uh, mental defense. They couldn't break into to him that easily, so he has an ability and gift. But he's not officially allowed to be there. So I think at the beginning of the game, they tell him, like, well, we called your parents to come pick you up so you can <laughs> participate until your parents get here and get you, basically. You've got to get out of, of this story. camp. We'll keep you in this camp until they come pick you up. Right. At the beginning of the game, they tell him, like, you, you're not allowed to participate, but then you're, like, you're starting to participate in these camp uh, activities. So the, the first level, uh, the first level, I mean, you, you start on this hub or overworld where, at least, like, it's like any other... 3D platformer where, like I said, you do the collect-a-thon type thing where you collect these different cards and different items. It's not a whole bunch. It's not crazy like like uh, over-the-top uh, Donkey Kong 64 where you're collecting like, shit out of shit out of shit or shit out everywhere. They give you like three James items. Kongs. Jiggies yeah. and honeycombs. And... It's not that bad. They give you like three yeah, items to collect and then there's maybe like 15 per section. It's not huge. So, like, maybe there might be one or two where you have to, like, actually use your brain. I'm like, okay, I got to slide down here. And uh, there's one I couldn't get to because I don't have a psychic ability yet. So, they have a... Uh, what, what, what the psychic abilities tend to be like? Is it, like, levitation or uh, I, psyops? Like, you can pick objects up and move them? Like, how does that play out? I can't tell you yet because I haven't gotten that far. Um, okay. I literally just got to the, the first level where it's kind of like introduces the mechanics of the game. So like you go into up too. So you end up going to like this drill sergeant where he kind of sucks you into his mind and he has like his imagination you're going through and, and it looks like the, the Normandy beach like yeah. it's a like it's a like war a is it camp camp? thing with yeah but it's like it's soldiers and yeah dragon's teeth so that, wire. from there you learn about double jump climbing poles it just teaches you the mechanics of all the games climbing netting uh riding rails similar to like ratchet and clank where you can oh. ride rails jump oh. left and right that's one of my favorite uh, parts please when i see a rail coming up i'm like oh dear god i'm sorry ratchet and clank again mm. go ahead Cesar. no you're fine i mean it's it's very similar to that oh uh, those are my favorite bits so as you go through the levels you have to you have to collect these figments of uh imagination and there's like a certain amount you get for each level it might be like 70 72 and they're not difficult they're just like you just get them naturally as you go through the level like climbing ladders and whatnot there might be one or two that are like you have to actually go get like jump on uh a blimp or something like that and jump over and, and touch it. you have to touch it to collect it uh i think towards the end of the level there's when you ride in the rails they, they, they kind of jump all over the place and that's where the ones where you have to kind of like go back for the replay value if you want to go back and collect them all you have to go back and all right i gotta ride this other part of this rail and jump over on this side it, it's like trial and error a couple times um so the mechanics of the game is taught in there and then as you as you go through you get your first merit badge uh which gives you <laughs> access to the rest of the camp <laughs> woodworking yeah <laughs> And so that's where I'm at now. I'm at this part where I've met Sasha Nine, I believe, and he wants me to come to his uh, 
like underground laboratory so he can put me through this experimentation and see how powerful I am. And so now I'm just running through the overhead world trying to locate this next level, basically. Uh, so I'm probably like two hours into it. Uh, I think the game's, when I look on how long to beat, was like 18, 16 to 18 hours. So it's, I think it's like, like nine levels, and they're probably about a couple hours each. Yeah. So. Brent, you showed us the physical copy. Is this a favorite game of yours? Uh, it's a game that came highly recommended by a content creator I used to watch a lot, and uh, okay. he he, he, he he said it was uh you know just like one of his favorite games ever, and I got it. And about two years ago, I I started playing it. I probably got to about the same point you are, Cesar. And I don't know something about the game. I I don't. I guess I just really wasn't in the mood for it at the time, because it just wasn't jiving with me right. And I just yeah. I I set it down and I started picking up something else to play and yep. something kind of forgot about some things it. Do so I really I need to get give it another try, because like there were parts of it I was like kind of enjoying and then for some reason I don't I don't know. I, like I said I just think I wasn't just wasn't in the right mindset or wasn't in the right mood or mindset. Yeah. Psychonauts. Aha. See what you did there. Yeah. I think this is the second time I've played it. Uh, I think I've, this is about as far as I got the first time. So, uh, it just all depends. I mean, this is, this is platformer. If you enjoy platformers, 3d platformers is what it is. So I've, I've known two people that raved about this game and loved it. But the story, I mean, that's what makes a difference. The story is very witty. Um, yeah, you have like kids dying inside people's heads, and they're like, "Ah, they didn't die. They just got thrown out of my mind." It's like it'll be fine. <laughs> oh. It's like it's like it's like like he's like in their rise. It's like I can't believe he killed them. He's like, "Ah, they're not dead." Yeah. So it's like you know, there's like that kind of wit and humor is all through there. Yeah. So I mean, it's it, it seems to be really well done. I mean, we'll see. I'll go through it and I'll beat it. I'll, I got, I'm going to beat it for the second one comes out. Um, well, I've got it redownloaded. I was going to say the you, second one. You'd have to play that and apparently the vr game leads into two that's what so. i was saying last week uh brant before you go i actually rolled credits on another game uh this past week <laughs> I beat, you do i beat another game anybody care to take a gamble Cesar, i know you see me on uh playstation whenever i pop up no clue uh, i don't know i didn't i didn't look so i beat Virtual Fighter Five. Oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> one play, one arcade playthrough, <laughs> but it gave me credits. Hey, I rolled credits. I beat Virtual Fighter. Yeah, that does count. Yep, I played on, if not normal, the one before that, and went straight through. And that is a good ass fighting game. I want to be good at fighting games. I'm still not good at fighting games. I spam the same moves. Uh, I want to be good at fighting games. If that's all I had time to do, I would just play fighting games with a fighting stick. <laughs> And get good at them, and that is all my games played. That is all Cesar's games uh, played. And that's not all my games played. You uh, just hijacked my games played. <laughs> I thought I was hijacking Brian. I hijacked no. you. <laughs> hey, he said he wants to play fighting games. I know the perfect one that you and Cesar could play together. What is that? Double Dragon. There we go. <laughs> His face just completely changed. Not a hold on it. Where are these sources at? Where can I kick off? Uh, it's Cesar's favorite. Yeah. Not a hold on it. Game our, with fighting. That's our wave goodbye to Brent. He's going to leave us now. <laughs> He's not on the show. <laughs> Ever. 
Hey, say 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 what you say what you will about Double Dragon. At least they're keeping that legacy uh, alive. So uh, unlike other games, they are. They yeah. are. It is. It is alive and unwell, but it is alive. <laughs> so outside of that, I know last week I talked about Final Fantasy VII remake integrate. I finished it. Um, that fucking ending. Holy shit! That fucking ending. <laughs> Still good. It's good as hell, man. It's not. It's not long. It's short. I mean, you can blow through it. And like I said, in about five hours. Uh, I got to the part where I beat it. Uh. And now we're, we're, I don't know what's happening. So this is the Yuffie part, right? Or you yeah, beat the whole game. So Yuffie's, uh, at the end of it, Yuffie's set up to where you're going to meet Yuffie and uh, like you would in the original Final Fantasy VII. That's where gotcha. it kind of left off in. She's waiting for you at Wutai. They, uh, Took your materia. What, what was that? What was the port town? Costa del Sol. Mm-hmm. When she you have to cross over. Yeah, she's waiting. Before like Nibble. Out in Nibble, the desert, yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was right around uh was it Condor Fort Condor right yeah that's I think that's why they tied the Fort Condor game to her um, what a good game that first game was so this so this Sorry, game go ahead. It, this game picks up uh, you play as Yuffie then it also picks up after the original seven remake and it takes you to the next town automatically to pick up for the episode two so oh I, I think whatever the next town is I think uh, that's where you know Cloud spits out his pass. Uh, that's the town we're at right now. That's where it ends. Um, I I don't want to give away too much. I wish you guys would play this. Uh, there's people who are dead that are not dead in this game. This game is bonkers. Uh, it ends off with a character who should not be there, and they're there. I don't know what happened. I don't know what's going on. And they, too. And they and they are literally uh looking. For, they're look. They're literally looking for somebody in their past. And so all this weird love triangle stuff is going to start happening with these characters. So it's like, it's crazy. So does it start with a Z and end with an act? It does. This, yeah. this, this, this <laughs> I, was guy, about, I was about to say, it's, it can only be this one person. He, it was pretty good. He just, he just walked into this place and like, where is she? He's, wow. He is, this game is so fucking good. His bonkers wow. is so good. <laughs> that's alternate that's why, timeline. Well, that's the thing is, you know, some people, were mad at this game for for changing certain things, and there were all, some people said that you know it, oh it doesn't have the same impact as the original game. That's the thing is yeah. though, this is not a remaster. This is Final Sam, Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah. This it's around they're they're keeping around the same story, but they said they wanted it to be different enough to draw in the older players and excite new players. So here's my thing, because we, we talk about this almost every podcast as far as uh, preservation and can we play these games and that sort of thing. You can play original copy of, of Final Fantasy VII on PS1. Everything. PS2. PS3. You can buy the digital copy for PS4. You can play that on PS5. Those are available. That same version of that game is available in every single PlayStation that has come out. You can play it on PSP and Vita. So I don't know that you can say that about you any play other it on mobile. Game. And you can play it on mobile. You can play it on iPad. You can play it on Switch. You can play it on Xbox. You can play it on Steam. It's everywhere. Uh, so this is another also take. Win- the Windows Store is on everything. Yeah. This yeah. is another take. So go to town. If anybody's going to be upset, that game has been around for 20 fucking years. Go find another place to play it. It's readily available. It's not one of those... You know, it's stuck on this platform and you'll never see it again and that sort of thing. It is out there. Go find it. 
And this and other what, game is a, is another take for new generation. It's for old fans. It's for new fans. It's for everybody. It seems. And what's funny is like when you when you guys play the game, it's like when you look at Sifroth and you just pay attention like how he interacts with uh, Cloud. It's like because you got to remember the, the original one. He, I mean, he didn't really acknowledge Cloud until what later in that game, right? Remember? Yeah, it was like disc three, I think. Yeah. When when he finally. Like he's he's in there taunting him like the in the very beginning of the game like the whole time like he knows everything about Cloud like he he's been through this before he's trying to change fate it's like he's he's like he lived that past game and he's like all right I somehow know what's gonna happen I'm gonna change it and that's why everything's all bonkers which so makes like, sense if you <laughs> buy into that world and that lore yeah. with the live stream and all that stuff that shit makes sense yeah he would already know. And he knows he's like he's taunting him along. He's like, I need you, Cloud. He's like, come on. He's like, in the very beginning of the game. He's like, you, as soon as you meet him in the very beginning of the game, and you start fighting him. It's like, you know, it's did like, they I talk about you. the reunion? Is he talking about the reunion at that point? Um, did they stick you, with that like they did the original? You meet the the Mako soldiers. They're all around Midgar in this game, and they're like, they're just they've lost their mind. It's not the original one. Where in the in the original game, I think it was just that guy in the sewer who was like, uh, this one is like literally just uh, cloaked men just walking around this all over the different parts of the city, and they have tattooed numbers on them. And it's like uh, they're all part of that experiment, the reunion, and all that. He he's like everything that we got to disc three before, and you play this game. He's like trying to kickstart it even sooner. So it's like then you have characters. It starts fucking around with time because then you have characters who die that weren't supposed to die. Then you have characters who are supposed to die that somehow live. It's like it's it's crazy, man. It's completely different. The game is fucking bonkers, man. The game is fucking bonkers. Oh man, I'm loving it. When I went through, I was like, Let them tell shit. their story. <laughs> Let them tell their story. It's so good. It's so fucking good, man. It's it's definitely like a multiverse game, man. That ending was so good on that thing. All right, Cesar. Our two themes of this of this game so far, of this show so far. We've talked a lot about Ratchet. We've talked a lot about Final Fantasy. Do you know who voices Ratchet in this new Ratchet and Clank game? <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Brent. Are we are we still on the Titus guy? Is that what it is? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear it? <laughs> yeah. I had to look it up. I was like, he sounds like fucking Titus. Who is this? He's always done it, though. I, did, I yeah. didn't put two and two together. And now I can't unhear it. And I text Brent. Brent's like, wait, what? So then I actually looked it up and I sent him. It's the same voice actor. Oh, it's Titus and Clink all over again. I just <laughs> had never sound? put that together. I, know. I heard it. I heard it. I couldn't unhear it. Oh, shit. Same voice actor. So, yeah, I'm sorry, Brent. Go on. Everybody play Final Fantasy VII Remake. Shit's good. And Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart if you have a PS5 or you can steal one. The uh, free upgrade for that, is that simple? I mean, as far as I as far as far I know, I heard something weird oh, about you had to, you had to, like, have the PS4 version downloaded onto the PS5, like, onto the hard drive. You couldn't have it external hard drive or something like that, or... Uh, I, I don't know. Cause I mean, I think when I originally went on there, I think I just went in there, added the, the five version, the five version is going to download natively on, um, <clears throat> on the PS5 itself because internally, cause it, it's not going to work on the external. So I don't think, gotcha. I don't remember from giving PS, the issues from I, PS5 li- disc or that's what so Brant is going to think. Literally what I did was I, I dropped the disc in. Created the file as it was downloading. Went over to the store, redeemed my PS5 copy, um, and then uninstalled the PS. Stopped the PS4 install and let the PS5 copy install. So okay, yeah. so that's good. So From it's, PS4 it's, disc. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. Well, sounds, sounds straightforward. Smart delivery. <laughs> smart delivery. It's not smart so delivery. it should be unsmart delivery. <laughs> Dumb delivery. Uh, not delivery. DiGiorno. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit. Uh, so I actually finished Ratchet and Clank. Um, awesome. Gosh, it's such a good game. The story, um, the humor. Uh, the weapons all has the great hallmarks of past Ratchet and Clank games. Love that franchise, yeah. Um, some of the weapons don't get as crazy. I was waiting for like the Groovatron or something to pop back up. Um, so s- s- maybe your favorite weapon didn't make it into the game, but I mean, still they they have a whole or or the Sheepinator. The Sheepinator wasn't in this game either. That was always fun. Uh, but. Gosh, that every new mechanic uh, and and all the doors that they open uh, for gameplay, uh, it just made this game so good. Uh, and like Cesar was talking about last week, when you meet uh, the alternate version uh, of all these different characters, including the main villain, uh, like Nefarious, he's... Uh, completely different Emperor I met, Nefarious. I met Emperor Nefarious <laughs> recently. <laughs> yeah, he's he's way more competent than uh, Doctor Nefarious. Right. And then you, I mean, you see alternate versions of all these other characters and everything, and every, everybody's the writing of every character is so good. Um, this and like Cesar was saying, it it, it leans to to more um, uh, replayability because well, I don't want to cut you off. I'm, you're good. I'm you're like good. You're dying good. Because I forgot part of my bit. Uh, there's a there's a bit where you have to follow the beat to a dance club. Oh, when you first get into that city and the feeling in that dual sense, the told you it, it, this game it's handles awesome. Mm-hmm. That haptic feedback so well. Oh, it's so good. It feels so good when you're trying to find that club. And it's not like, okay, this is what a dance club sounds like. This is what a dance club feels like. You hear it, and then you also feel it through that dual sense. And it has the right tempo and pulse and everything. And it's just perfectly integrated. Go ahead, Brent. Or or what about when uh, you find those little... uh, What are they? Those like little... um, panels uh and ratchet or or rivet goes up to it and starts typing on it and you kind of feel the typing of the keys and the the sound comes out of the (laughs) out of the dual sets it's so good next generation baby it might not be graphics it's this Mm -hmm. it's the interactivity um but yeah that game it's it's super good everybody anybody that has a ps5 that is right now the game yes uh, the game to have green um other than that uh like i said i i went game shopping and got uh got some decent pickups um oh what'd you grab oh my gosh so count the ways i got at 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 a at one store i got uh near automata um i re-picked up um since i had sold them a while ago uh gears one through three yes and uh 
the original uh, Crash 4, the true Crash 4. Oh. Uh, the for one platform. The, the uh, PS2. Okay. The one that I completely forgot. I picked it up and looked at it and saw it was uh, made by uh, Konami. The Wrath of the Cortex? Yes. The true, the true Crash 4. I like that you add that. Seeing as that major game of the year, year game of the year list <laughs> last year. Uh, other than that, I had uh, I traded in a one um, S uh, at a certain retailer. Oh, and got several games, including which I had already said a plague ta- a plague tale innocence, mm-hmm. uh, gang beasts, um, gears four, I believe. Yeah, Gears 4, uh, uh, Doom 2016, because Richard talked that up so oh much. Oh my god, and I played it on the worst possible <laughs> platform, <laughs> and it was awesome. The game was incredible. Um, what else? That, as, as we're talking about Ratchet, like, when you encounter these, and Cesar mentioned this last week, when you encounter these, these gameplay scenarios, and they drop you in, and there's enemies pouring in, and you have to figure out how to jump between the rifts or get behind cover or pull out a new weapon. Doom 2016 is the master at that. It it really shines in the variety and the enemy encounters and everything that you'll that you'll come up against where you try to figure out how you're going to make it out of there. Always so, keep moving. That's your only advice. Yeah. Always keep moving. Never stand keep, still. Never. Keep going and in my experience use the hell out of the shotgun so <laughs> and have a good time. That that game. Oh, that game kicks ass. And the soundtrack is incredible. I also picked up um, Doom uh, Doom 3 VR edition Ooh, for not, PS4. Not Doom yeah. Eternal Blue. <laughs> and <laughs> Doom Eternal Blue. Doom Eternal Blue. PSP. Say there was. Oh, Please and tell me you got more than two games for your your console. <laughs> no, 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 no. I got uh, I, I got Jump Force as well. Yeah. Uh, which Jump that Force Gemini. <laughs> That leads into uh, <laughs> I, I played that. Yes, oh I'm on a roll. Gosh. Let's go. I'm sorry. Uh, I I'm also done. I'm announcing <laughs> my retirement from this podcast. I forced you. That rare classic. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brent. I'm sorry. It just popped in my head. It was like the Jump safe, safe up Mark moment, and it popped in my I'm head. I'm done. I'm done with this podcast forever. <laughs> it just popped in there. Um. And I had also ordered, and it came, uh, I think, the same day as those, uh, Panzer Dragoon, Dragoon Orta. So oh, Xbox. And those last two Excellent. were what I've actually been playing. I played uh, a little bit of Jump Force with my son because uh, he's excited to see, you know, some of the uh, some of the characters he knows from all these different shonen animes. So we booted up and we're excited because we were looking at the character list. Did you find Russell? I found Russell the one I was playing. <laughs> <laughs> I think I sent the photo to Richard and Russell. Oh I found my Russell. gosh! <laughs> Front of the show. <laughs> He's <So>. there. <laughs> we were. I'm we in were the game. Lo- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, we, Brent. I'm so sorry. I'll we stop. got into it, and like this game has so much tedium. It's uh, first of all, it forces you into like the story of the game, which is basically anime characters are in the real world. Um, there's 
all the villains have was it like Times Square or something like that. Yeah, Times Square. Yeah, are are running amok, and basically all the good anime characters have now formed what seems to be like the Avengers of anime characters, and they, there's even like a, a director, his uh, director Glover. My kid was laughing at that. I said, "Hey, man, Glover was a good game. You haven't played it, so you can't <laughs> you can't talk you can't talk That's bad about Glover." It's <laughs> a deep cut. Bring up Glover. Uh. Who but wants like the Glover IP. <laughs> I don't Why don't we have a Glover remaster? <laughs> Who um somebody was trying to bring that back. I, there was a Kickstarter for it. Really? That you remember Glover? that six? You remember that N sixty four game I Kickstarter that came out that we that came out on PlayStation that got canceled for sixty four? Something winks. Forty winks. I think they were trying to kickstart Glover again. Oh. I don't know if that ever took off, but I ended up getting that sixty four cartridge and everything. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> <laughs> but we were laughing because like the the character animation is really janky. <laughs> like when he's running, his his arms look really weird, and he's the way he's flailing is crazy. <laughs> like you see all these uh, NPCs the <laughs> walking around. There was one that's called Cloud. He's like, "Hey, Cloud's in this," and <laughs> you just see these random Same game Cesar's playing. Oh, all right. So I don't want to mess you all up, but I, I just want. I want you to know this. They said apparently 2018, the Pico Interactive, the ones that did that um, 40 Winks, their plan was to re-release Glover on Steam and then finish off Glover 2 on 64 as their next project. I thought it came out. Is Glover 2 unreleased? I thought it came out for like Dreamcast or something. Uh, Because that's why they did 40 Winks, remember? They just go, they go in and fixing and unreleased games and releasing them, so. Damn. There you go. That was in 2018, though, so I don't know what happened since then. Let your child know Glover 2 is on the way. <laughs> so, uh, well, I finally got we finally got to the point where we could go into just versus mode because you have to do it from like the hub of the of the game. So we get in there and it's we not unlockable from the start. You're not you no, can't just it's, fire up character. No, you, you know, it throws you anything. right into character creation and then the story and then tutorials and. Yeah, but who did you meet first? Because I think I went and met Luffy. Yeah, I, I know they they get you like there's like different areas that's roped off, and they want you yeah. to meet somebody first. There's like three different teams uh, of these anime characters, and that basically determines the move sets, like the special moves that your created character can do. And so there's like you can go over here and meet. Um, like characters from One Piece, or it's 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 a it's a team. It'll be made of of diverse characters. So it'll be mm-hmm. like somebody from One Piece, somebody from DBZ, somebody you know. And basically, every area is themed to. There's a pirate themed area, obviously One Piece, a DBZ area for for Dragon Ball Z, and a Naruto themed area, and. Basically, yeah, you, yeah, you just have to pick which team you want to join first. Uh, and basically, that's the whole thing is you like run from this area to this area, talk to this person, then run over here, do this or run over here and do these missions and stuff. And then story bits will pop up. But when we had finally got into verses and played to much to our dismay, they only give you a handful <laughs> of characters. Because <laughs> we were we were looking at all of the characters, they were like, "Oh yeah, you know, Ichigo's in here, and um, 
Kenshin Fun. and like right. all these um, uh, my hero characters and stuff like that. So he was he was excited. And then um, we get in and it's like a couple DBZ characters, a couple Naruto characters and a couple One Piece characters. So we played a little bit of the verses and it's uh, it's a decent fighting game. It really is. And then they make you go through the quote unquote story to unlock more characters. Yeah, but so you're all laughing. Is it not good? Well, it's it's in a, it's like every it's like the bad thing, and I want to derail Brand. It's like that bad oh. thing where like every anime game is always like an arena based fighter. It's like yeah. they're never different. It's like they just put a different type of anime in there and make it arena based. So it's like they put you in a, like a, a large area where you can kind of run around, and then your your fight depending on different abilities, like Brant says, depending whatever side you choose. And I mean, because you they they make you use this custom character, so it's like. I don't know, man. I played it when it came out, and I think I bought it again for the Switch, and I still haven't played it again. And yeah. I was like, I don't know why I did this, and <laughs> it was like twenty dollars. I was like, yeah, why not? Let me try it again. And I popped it in there, and it ran even worse than it did on oh. on PS4 or Xbox. And I was like, Ugh. that's why I'm, I don't have hope for the Kakarot game for Switch. Uh, hopefully, that runs better. So it's we're just laughing at the jank. We're laughing at the it story because the story yeah. is horrible. And the best games ever. We're just, you know, we decided we're like, okay, so we're gonna go through and we're gonna, um, uh, just, you know, start unlocking these characters and we're just passing the controller back and forth, and literally one of the first characters you unlock is, uh, he's from a really early anime. I can't remember. Um, I can't remember the name, but it's it's an early anime, early eighties anime. And it's literally just this dude in like some slacks, a t-shirt, and then he's wearing like a sports coat. And it's almost City Hunter. Yes, City Hunter. Yeah. And so (laughs) Alan's beating up this dude from City Hunter, and I'm like, "You're just like this anime guy, and you just showed up, and you're beating the shit out of this pedestrian. You know what's up with this?" And all of a sudden, like the anime guy versus anime guy violence. But then all of a sudden, like it goes from you beating on a normal pedestrian to this guy's he's pulling out guns. He does his special move where he like pulls out a bazooka, shoots you with the bazooka (laughs) and then like slow mo out of slow mo out of nowhere, like hits you with a car, jumps out of the car and like slow mo shoots all these like barrels that are behind you in this huge explosion. (laughs) I'm like, what the heck is this dude? That absolutely sounds like City Hunter. So it sounds like chaos. I'm here for this. (laughs) <laughs> so as soon as we got back uh, and we could uh, go on missions with extra characters, he's like, I'm picking gun guy. So yeah, because he made it to play around cool with... and everything, right? He's like, yeah, yeah that was some badass uh, throwbacks. Get the gun guy. <laughs> so we got, you know, some Yu Yu Hakusho characters and stuff like that. We're probably going to just run through that uh, together, do the same thing, just because it's it's hilarious to laugh at some of it. And yeah. Because they just have Deku in there from My Hero, right? Is it just Deku and uh, Bakugo? Yeah, and the rest of the characters are DLC. There's a lot like, of characters. All Might is like DLC, right? I DLC, think, yeah. 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 Uh, I, you know, I was hyped about like Yoroichi and like Seto Kaiba, and there's a bunch of other characters. And we looked, and like all of all of these like super characters that we were hyped for were all DLC. Yeah. So. You just place your card, my blue eyes, white dragon. Oh. Face down, sideways <laughs> on the field. Is there a gold edition, or is there is it easy? Is there an easy path to victory? 
get all that content. The Switch version is like the deluxe edition or whatever, and it comes one. with it comes yeah. with like the first season, so uh, you still have to buy all. all and like he said, it yeah. runs. It doesn't run very well. Booty hole. Um, and then other than that, I've played uh, Panzer Dragoon Orta. Um, you bought you bought the disc, right? Is that what you were saying? I did. Okay. Uh, it's sitting right here behind me because it's still in the Xbox. Oh, look at that! You got the manual and everything. Yes, it was yes. complete. Was uh, it expensive? Yeah, it was about forty bucks. Okay, but that's honestly, it that's not that bad. I've seen I've seen Oops. it for a lot more. Yep. It's dropped down since I got digital copies of it now, so. I've also got. Um, I remember when the first Panzer Dragoon was forty bucks. I know. Now it's like a hundred plus. I've also got a uh, rare replay coming. Uh, and that was like twelve bucks. Oh, that's a must-have. Oh, so. Brent, they got an extra copy. Could have oh. given you that one. Oh, dang. That's a must-have. That's that literally that game amongst one or two other titles sold Cesar and I on the Xbox One platform. We are like, we have to have this. I needed to play Jump Force Gemini and the second best Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> well, they're all on there. And the yeah. Viva Pinata games. Yeah. <laughs> Where does order rate on Panzer Dragoon games? <laughs> Since you're rating all these franchises. Uh, uh, Orta is... Um, it's it's got to be up it's there, up right? There. It's up yeah. there. It's so good. And you're playing on Series um, X, right? Yes, I'm playing oh, on so Series X. Gorgeous and it's, flawless. Uh, this this is a game uh, I never had an original Xbox, um, and and this Terrible, game man. is beautiful. You still don't? What original Xbox? Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. I I I was about to say you've got about uh, twenty, don't you? Ish. <laughs> until, until um, they start bleeding internally. Yeah, I was about to say yeah until those. Capacitors. We need to clean them. We need to have a cleaning. Let's say, yeah, you need to have me and Cesar over, and we'll just sit there and go through all of them. Um. Okay, John. John Travolta. (laughs) Me waiting. (laughs) Me waiting for the Xbox uh, clock capacitor cleaning party. (laughs) Yeah. I'm ready. Let's go, bitches. Uh. The I, I like I like being able to switch, you know, between all the different like. Uh, styles, because uh, they've got the was it the heavy, heavy wing, light wing, and uh, gosh, I can't remember, like speed oh. or something. That's um, the thing about this podcast. I had no clue coming into this episode we would be talking about Psychonauts and Panzer Dragoon Order, and that's mm-hmm. why I love doing this every week. But that's literally, why I love it. I I love. Uh, I mean, this game it looks it looks so good. I've just it's one of those too. It's like wow, this this was an original Xbox game because yeah. it it looks so good and it plays so smooth. This um, is that in could that be argument the, of like Dreamcast two quality stuff, yeah. where you had you had a new Jet Set Radio, you had Super Monkey Ball, which probably shouldn't have been, which would have been a Dreamcast title. You had Pandragoon Orta. Uh, there's a couple more. Small Bit made a couple more of those games. But the Xbox there's, is literally a Dreamcast too. Yeah, there's uh, yeah, Shenmue two and mm-hmm. um, where was yep. it? And I, I can confirm. I just fired up Psychonauts on uh, Xbox. It, it looks way better. <laughs> That's the one to go with. 
I I literally just fired it up just now, and it's nine day. Yeah. Cesar <laughs> <laughs> said it first. Go yeah. with the backwards. Uh, backwards compatible. Forwards compatible. I, well, it's that that those. Those PS2, PS4 classics, it's got that Vaseline sheen on there, and it looks sharp yeah. and crisp on the on the Xbox One. So I'm just saying, if you want to play it for looks, it looks a lot better. Fire up Psychonauts on Series console. Yeah. Uh, I did it on a Series S, so I don't know how it looks like on the Series X. So you have to figure that out. Probably comparable. Uh, I, I, I think they're pretty close backwards compatible wise. Yeah. I'm, pull, I'm pulling. I'm pulling. I'm Max 1080p on this monitor, so it probably looks damn good. <laughs> And I've talked about it. I think I talked mentioned it last week that, or a week before when we said something about Psychonauts, um, which was last week. Yeah, with the E3, that it something about the the PS2 port just didn't run ran slower, or there was so, something with the development of it that it right. there there were certain parts that just uh, didn't run right on the PS2. And I've always heard that the Xbox version of that game ran a little bit smoother. I mean, so. Double Double Fine handled that version. That was why they they gave it to another studio for that PS2 one. So yeah, Smallbit also made Gun Valkyrie. That was the other title I was missing for the original Xbox Gun yeah. Valkyrie. But this, you know, after um, Panzer Dragoon Saga, Orta kind of went back to uh, the back to its roots and. This game is it's so solid. It feels it still has that same feel from one and two, um, and you know, seeing all the uh, all, all these enemies, I uh, a lot of the enemies look similar uh, or are the same, and they're you know, I'm used to seeing that you know polygonal, uh, uh, you know, bug thing coming up, yeah. you know, coming across, and I mean, I still love that game because um, that first game is. The gameplay is solid. The it's soundtrack, the, yeah. the soundtrack is just it's it's absolutely amazing. Uh, rest um, in peace, composer of Panzer Dragoon soundtrack. Um, but this, I mean, it 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 definitely is is up there. It's so good. It's so good. I've I gotten to I'm playing through stage four right now. Um, and it's is the nice. save system a little better on that one yeah. versus the originals? Yeah. Yeah. The the original, it's literally you you play through it. Um. Gosh, I've played through it several times. I, th- I Damn it. don't remember if you have... I don't even remember if the first one has like a password system. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's just like straight arcade style where yep. you play it and you beat it or Game you... Game over and back to level one. Yeah. Game over, uh, yeah? Like Sega Rally? Game over, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sings your death. It sings your death to you. But... Gosh, I'm <laughs> there's there's going to be a time where we have to I don't know, we, we have to stream or something. We have to go and do um, some some Panzer Dragoon stream and at least do Saga or something. Uh, Richard, I know you have it. I have it. I'm waiting I've to got play. it. Somebody I've got it behind me, but it's uh, it. yeah, I've got we it behind would, me, but it's in Japanese. So. We, would, we would have an easy box to stream it from if only it ever came out. Don't you do it this episode. <laughs> We're not going to derail. That we damn talk, polymega. We talk, nope, we talk games. We talk good platforms. We don't talk bullshit on this podcast. Fair enough. Uh, but no. Um, so how yeah. crazy is it that you can... You're getting the best version of a 
of an update of a Sega Saturn franchise, right? Because mm-hmm. that, that should have been a Dreamcast game. But you're playing like the best build of that out of who was asking for that? It was I mean, I'm sure there was thousands of people on the internet that were asking for please bring Panzer Dragoon Panzer Dragoon Saga to or Panzer Dragoon Orta to backwards compatible. But now you have a Series X, so it's more than what was being asked for. And it's just it's just playable. Either you pop a disc in or you buy I think I bought a license for it on top of the disc that I have. It was like five bucks at one point. Yeah. And um uh, Prince of Persia Sands of Time was another recent example. It's like three dollars. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we can play this classic in its best possible version, and it's still, you know, and that platform is new. So we're good at least four or five years in the future playing the best version of that game. And it uh they're doing a great job with that backwards compatibility and and keeping those legacy titles going forwards. Also need a picture. Don't have an original Xbox issue. That's bugging me. And you need one. You need one hooked up to that CRT ASAP. And I will be fixing that. Yeah, because I know there's. I mean, there's. There's a lot of original Xbox titles that are not backwards compatible. Plus, I've done I've a heard great, they've done a great job. That yeah. argument gets that argument gets harder and harder the more they go forward. You know, we, we talked about on this podcast the Wii U to switch. You know. You gotta have a Wii U. It's got this and this and this and this and this, and that argument's getting worse and worse. You know, they're they're it's almost like Nintendo doing the same Land job. and one other title. I can't even remember off the top of my head. Zelda I would games. say, what was that? The Zelda games. Oh yeah, Wind Waker and Twilight Wind Princess. Waker. Yeah, I'm gonna throw um, Metroid Prime Trilogy in there too because that digital copy is twenty bucks. Yeah, on Wii U, it's <laughs> a killer. I mean, you could put Metroid Fusion in there. The Metroid subreddits are all full of, I got to play through all the Metroid games before Metroid Dread. And people are trying to discover where to play those games at now. That's when that shit comes important. You know, we talk about week in and week out. You probably get tired of hearing us say, oh, I have a physical copy of that. Or I have this on that. And I've got two copies of this for PS2 and PS3. This is where that shit comes important. Because a new Metroid game is coming out. Metroid 5, literally, where four, can I play five. Metroid 1 it. through 4? Did it. <laughs> we skipped 4, went to 5. That's what I thought, thought it happened. Force <laughs> Fusion. They said Force Fusion, and that's what is in the boot up. No, I'm, I'm laughing because I thought it was Prime. They were like, Prime 5. I was like, yes, we skipped 4, <laughs> went to 5. <laughs> like, I, think, I think that was everybody's first reaction because he's <laughs> just like, you know, Metroid Prime 4, we're still working on it, but we're going to show you this, and then it just goes Metroid 5. It was like, wait, so okay, so we're skipping it? Panzer Dragoon Order Six. <laughs> what? It was like it was like that tweet I sent you, uh, Richard, where they were like doing all the announcements for Nintendo, and there was like eight different versions of Splatoon Three, and it just skips Splatoon Three, went to Splatoon Four. I was like, what the hell is Splatoon Four doing on here? Which Nintendo Switch w- announcement would you mo- be most excited for? <laughs> Splatoon Four. <laughs> that was on there. I was like, three, I didn't come out yet. We're what? just skipping to going to four. <laughs> it was getting votes. Splatoon Four was getting votes in the poll. <laughs> Oh, man, it's my new favorite thing now. Every time I was like, we'll just skip this one. Go to the next one. Let's go. Sure. You bitches <laughs> haven't gotten Splatoon 3. It may be a total. It may be the Devil May Cry 2 of the Splatoon franchise and totally make a left or Zelda 2. You have no clue if you want Splatoon 4. Breath of the Wild 3. There we go. Uh, skip 2, go to 3. Let's go. Because yeah. <laughs> there's no Breath of the Wild 2. They're going to call it something else because the... The subtitle is going to be a spoiler for the story. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. It's probably not be called Breath of the Wall. It's going to be some other thing. So. Legend of Zelda. Zelda dies. <laughs> That's all I can think of. When they <laughs> said it, it spoils the story. I was like, well, what else could you, what else could you put out there? Oh, yeah, I don't know what's happening. It's like some kind of weird hybrid. And he's coming through portals in the ground. I'm like, what the fuck is going on in this trailer? <laughs> he, had, he had short hair. We never saw his face. That might not be yeah. Link. That's what I'm saying. It had long hair, and the hair was like flowing. It was, you know, I couldn't tell. I don't know All what right. else happened. They could have got they could have fused and did fusion hall like Dragon Ball. <laughs> Zelda fusion. Yeah. On the on the Zelda note, I found this channel today on YouTube. It's called Beat Old Games or something like that. Or you can beat old video games. This Joker beat Zelda 2 in one hour and eight minutes. And I watched about 30 minutes of the playthrough where he's like, go here, do this, go here. And he doesn't fast forward or anything. It's just a straight playthrough. One hour and eight minutes. He knew exactly where to go. You don't get lost in the go find this note, bring it to this person. <laughs> Joker beat Zelda 2 in a little over an hour, and I was super wow. impressed. I've never beat that. I don't think Cesar has. Brant, it sounds like you haven't. I would love to do a play. We need to play through and do that Nintendo Switch share thing and beat Zelda 1, all of us together. Because it's been probably 20 years since I played through it. So sorry, you never beat it? Uh, when I was like three, maybe? I don't know. Brandon, you beat the first Zelda? I've played it several times. I don't even know if I've ever beaten There we go. It. I've gotten do the majority of it, but I've never beaten it. We could do this. I had the OBS build for the Nintendo share. We could do the controller swap thing. We could swap that in and out. Literally we goes against my, my rules that I only play Final Fantasy VII remakes that they just keep remaking for different consoles. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you need a Zelda remake uh, inside Final Fantasy VII? You need Cloud to walk up to a bar and play the arcade game of Zelda of the first Zelda remake? Sure, that's how I get. That's how I play Time Splitters. It's through my uh, home front. So <laughs> Zelda Zero Mission. But did you try out that Time Splitters? I own all versions of Time Splitters. I mean, all Time Splitters of uh, that home front game. So I, yeah. I, I could. I just haven't done it yet. So I want to also. Brent, you play anything else? That is it. I'm I'm good. We're closing in on the hour 48, our bewitching hour, and it's the start of the fourth quarter of the Hawks game. Go Hawks. Yes. Oh, you guys got anything else you want to add? Nope. No, I can't think of anything else. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for this uh, latest iteration of No Podcast. We appreciate it. Join us next week. Same time. Same bad hour. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> you never know what Windows updates. And Windows updates, fuck those Windows updates. Or just make sure that you don't set it to shut down and restart or install and restart. Just kind of skip that through. Or use a Mac like Brant does. Yeah. And you're good to go. I think uh, I, I, what's funny is that I don't want to, this is the last thing I'm going to say before we finish. It's like I, I had to update somebody's Mac at work. And literally the update was so Civ 6 can run properly. And that's what it said <laughs> in the Mac update. I, I'll send her like, I I got a call from this, this guy. This is not going to He's like, I keep saying I need to update. I need to update. So it must be super important. I looked through in the update notes and it's like, Civ 6 sometimes crashes. And I was like, this is inside the Mac OS update for whatever. Apple decided we need to roll out an OS update so Civ 6 continues to run. Civ on 6 our- is so freaking important that they have to put in the system update. I'm sitting here like, what the hell am I reading? And I'm like, this, this what's funny is I didn't even tell this person, like, you're, you're freaking out about a Civ 6 update that you don't even have on your computer. So I was like, I was like, okay. That's great. All right. 
Uh, thank you guys for joining us this week, and we will catch you next week. Goodbye. Adios. See you. The the YouTube's and the the Twitches. Oh no, I started recording before I did anything else. Yep, start streaming. Let's do that. Alright, I just have a ton of shit to edit out like it. <laughs> <laughs> this is my life. <laughs> I did this to myself. <laughs> Thank you, Windows updates. Mm. Wait till we see we go live. I'm on Twitch. I'm literally seeing somebody just go through Google Street as their stream. As their stream? Yeah. Oh, I got a notification you started the call, Cesar. I see that on here. Well done. Mm-hmm. Little podcast live. Uh-oh, something's going... Some driver thing's going off. <laughs> Bear with me. Uh-oh. Here we are. Uh, oh, it's just my phone. There we go. Cesar says clothing is required. Mm-hmm. All right, we're in there. Oh. Eto... Renee's in there already. On the YouTubes? Yep. Do them guns. <laughs> there we go. Oh, dang. It's hanging off. <laughs> oh, don't get us banned for ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to look up Risk ear game. licking. I was like, what is oh. the ear thing? Oh, oh the 3DO? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. That's what it's called. The ear thing's called a 3DO. Yep. 3DO. Does it play all the Army Men games? Or... And uh, Hog Wild. I don't know, but it that that 3DO ear thing costs just as much as a regular 3DO, though. So back in the day, the original price tag. It's about I think those ear things are about like 500 bucks. Dang. So it was the first price drop in 3DO. Awesome. It came with the interactive software. You talking about my thing here? Or the ASMR things? The ASMR thing. Everything's muted. Maybe. Yes. Everything but you. Uh, Hopefully me soon. Uh, And the game is starting. (laughs) This is the darkest timeline. I brought us to it. I don't know. This this is why I... This is the moment I've been waiting for. I got five screens for this reason. There you go. And you're going over here. And we'll be done by the time... (laughs) It actually matters. <laughs> <laughs> like last week, y'all will be watching the last two minutes of the game play yep. out. I got a date next door, so I'm going to be running next door by the pool. Oh, gosh. We got anybody with us five minutes in? Maybe the uh, 
the OGs, the original three. I see three viewers. Thank you, three. Did you uh did you get my attack on Titan tweet? I don't think so. Was that for Brant? No, that was for you, uh Bergman. I caught I, I, I tagged you in there. I played disc golf until like thirty minutes ago and now I'm here. Well, forty minutes ago because I had to start Windows updates ten minutes before we started. See, uh, I can't send it to Brant because Brant wouldn't get it. You, if you watch that uh, Attack on Titan tweet, which involves the Hawks and uh, Giannis, then you would get it. Which a lot ah. of people are crazy because they use that as a reference. Deep dive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 